Ciao. You're listening to Ed Up Insights, where you'll get my take on higher education. I'm Bill Pepicello, former president of University of Phoenix and higher ed vagabond. So let's get started. Well, podcastees, uh, the topic for today is once again accreditation, because uh, there has been some uh, news recently regarding accreditation uh, in the United States. Let me start by saying that my experience with accreditation is pretty extensive, both from uh, having been accredited and then have, from having served on agencies that do accrediting. So I have uh, a lot of experience with regional and national accreditors and actually uh, with some federal organizations, but we'll get to that. But what caught my attention is that recently, the accreditor that authorizes the University uh, of Arizona Global Campus um, and enables it to participate in federal and financial aid programs uh, said that uh, it has potentially fallen out of compliance with U.S. Department of Education regulations due to concerns over its monitoring of the online college's recruiting and admission practices. And this came out in a staff report from the DOE. Now, the report said that the accreditor did provide evidence that it was addressing the issues identified, but it did so by quoting the college's own self-reported practices. So the agency said, the staff, that it isn't clear from the documentation provided um, how the agency verified the school's statements about its current recruiting and admissions practices. So... It's not just a, an issue for the college, it's an issue for the accreditor of the college. And, uh, you know, it sort of trickles up, in this case, um, to the Department of Education. Now, as we know, accreditors serve as gatekeepers to billions of dollars of federal financial aid, including student loans and Pell Grants. And these agencies are supposed to watch over colleges, ensuring that they aren't engaging in deceptive practices or leaving students worse off than they were before they enrolled. However, recently, and on and off, sort of cyclically, um, the agencies have drawn criticism that they aren't doing enough to prevent some colleges from abusing or failing students. And in response, several advocacy groups and higher education organizations have called on the education department to step up its oversight of accreditors. So what's the issue here? Well, accrediting agencies are charged by the Higher Education Act, which is federal legislation, with ensuring the quality of our colleges. And they've been doing it for over 70 years. Now in all this time, millions and billions in taxpayer grants and subsidized loans have been paying for education whose value and utility are increasingly being called into question, um, if you're paying attention. And the real criticism here, from my point of view, is that the accrediting agencies are de facto arms of the government. Now, I served on the National Advisory Committee on Institutional Quality and Integrity, called NASICI, um, and it is a federal advisory board and advises the Department of Education on matters of accreditation, and in fact, basically accredits the accreditors in a manner of speaking. So if accreditation is struggling, it must be the government's fault, right? Why not? Everything else is, but we'll get back to that. So, but why is all this important? Well, because 
there's a pipeline from taxpayer money to institutions of higher education, to students' livelihoods and workforce development. It's a pipeline that's full of money and is expected to produce quality enhancing results. So what's the problem there? Glad you asked. The Higher Education Act gives the Department of Education the power to make these agencies, the accreditors, do a better job or dismiss them from quality assurance business. Now, that being the case, accreditors ought to hold institutions to tough standards to save student careers and taxpayer dollars, right? Because before students can use federal financial aid to pay for a college, a college must be accredited by one of the recognized accrediting agencies. And that means that if they're not accredited, that pipeline doesn't flow. So why do these agencies struggle so much? In a word, well, actually four words, multiple layers of oversight. First, accrediting agencies are paid to provide their accreditation services by the very institutions that they evaluate. And the personnel who perform accreditation visits for agencies are peer reviewers from sister institutions, and they rely on self-reporting by the colleges that they are evaluating. So these facts make the accreditation process suspect, some critics say. You know, they may well be right. But then we go to the level of Nasiki, which is another level, and this is uh, a body which evaluates the standards of the accrediting uh, bodies. Now, they then recommend to the Department of Education who makes the final decision on accrediting bodies based on the reports uh, from Nasiki and its staff. So what you can see here is everybody wants and gets a say, but ultimately accountability is kind of inconsistent and squishy. So given the current state of higher ed, how should we assess the performance of accreditors? Well, critics contend that one measure would be to gauge how many institutions lose their accreditation uh, for quality issues, things like low retention or graduation rates. But that's probably not the way to go because despite poor performance, accreditors rarely terminate accreditation for any college, even those with terrible retention and graduation rates. Besides, there's a lot more to higher ed quality than simply retention and graduation rates. So back to the government. The HEA grants the education department power over accreditors. Now get this podcastees, that power does not allow the department to prescribe specific standards, but it requires the department to mandate credit, uh, accrediting agencies to adopt what they call appropriate measures of student achievement. Enough said, no teeth in that mouth, folks. You know, the, the education department could simply direct each accrediting agency to adopt objective standards, which must be met explain how it will enforce those standards, and then explain to the department if it is not holding a particular institution to those standards. That would address the issue of institutions that do not bring students a return on investment. Just saying, folks, 
Okay, one other issue for accrediting bodies, and this is uh, something else that has recently been in the news. There's a new survey that reveals that higher education accreditors have struggled to find and train members of the general public to sit on their governing boards because each of the accreditors has a governing board uh, composed of, again, insiders and hopefully outsiders. And they need to get outsiders because it's a, a federal law that they must do so. In the early 1990s, Congress rewrote the Higher Education Act, mandating that accreditors have to have public members on their boards. And this uh, is intended to add an outsider perspective to the counterbalance, the higher education officials that mostly comprise the boards. However, scrounging up public members can prove to be challenging because accreditors by and large do not pay public members for their work, uh, which can actually be pretty intensive. And sometimes accrediting boards can meet for multiple days uh, for which public members may have to take time off from their jobs. Public members may also need to learn the intricacies of accreditors, um, try to find out how colleges meet certain financial governance and academic benchmarks. And, you know, since accreditors serve as gatekeepers financial aid, this is a pretty heavy responsibility. Now, all of those roadblocks contribute to a limited pool of potential public members. Um, and the, the Department of Education has indicated that it wants to take another look at the whole accreditation ecosystem and maybe see if they can't find some solutions to these problems. Well, here's a suggestion, folks. Privatize it. Whoa, yes. We move the frequently redundant or contradictory levels of regulation with a single set of standards that are enforced consistently by a third party agency. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Higher age education is so very complex and accreditation needs to address the many missions and sizes of institutions because it's just very hard to do. Well, here's a simple solution. Simply employ one set of standards that can be applied in different ways or at different levels, not different standards at each level. One set of standards that can be applied in various situations. Now, then you hire a staff and pay them to run the business of accreditation. Because if you don't think accreditation is a business, look at the amount of money that flows through it and for which it is accountable. And yes, you are hearing what I'm saying correctly. If what you think I'm saying is that I would, I would suggest taking the whole process out of the hands of the government and of the accredited institutions themselves. There are plenty of people conversant with higher education who are not insiders, who would uh, be willing to work for a third party agency at a reasonable salary. So that means you'd have an independent agency that monitors and enforces standards and is accountable to the general public. Wow. Now with that, just think about it. And 
And then I'll ask you to tune in to the next exciting episode. Ciao.